Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Hanging Shavs podcast. I am Matt Shaver. And I am Mike Pavlik. And we are here once again for your listening pleasure as you drive to work. Do people still drive to work? Is anyone driving to work? I don't think so. I'm yeah, not I don't... at least. I think very few people are driving to work. And if they are, they're having absolutely no traffic. I don't think so. Right. So we like pick the worst possible time to launch a podcast because I feel like podcasts were predominantly used by people when they were like doing things that require a lot of travel or I don't know. When do you listen to podcasts? When I drive or right. I usually try to do it if I'm doing like chores. But the problem with that is yeah. the chores get too loud and then I can't hear the podcast. And then I end up just like 15 <laughs> seconds back recording it. And then I'm not doing the chores because I'm right. back recording all the yeah, time. Right. What kind of chores? What are you like castrating cattle? What are you doing that's like, so loud you can't hear a podcast? Like dishes. Like I'll be like doing dishes or like if you're, I don't know, then I want to like sweep the floor. Dishes. And I'm like, shit, I can't go ahead and sweep the floor. I do it fully close sometimes. Sweeping? What are you sweeping with? Fucking an iron like gate? What are you I have using? A, I have sweep- a uh, vacuum. You got the vacuum. Okay, right? that's vacuum. Over, that's yeah, not okay. sweeping. That's true. That's true. That's you true. can't be like, I, I can't hear my podcast over the sound of my broom. Yeah, it's my, my cymbal broom. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, what the hell? It's like um, Blues Traveler is sweeping your floor for you. Exactly. Got, yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. I try to listen to podcasts during, like I'll take walks sometimes. Uh, I don't really like listening to them during workouts unless I'm, uh, you know, on the treadmill or, uh, you know, one of the cardio machines Then I can normally listen to them. Um, yeah, I've, I've tried that before. It's always been a nightmare. My, my brain can't like stay on the train track. Of, you can't move your legs and listen no. at the same time. No, nope. no, yeah. no. Nope. Well, that's how I am with work is I can't, I can't do work and listen to a podcast at the same time. Yeah, that's just just that whole like focus thing. I I mean, that's pretty much what it is to be blunt to myself. It's pretty much just focus. Like I need to be focusing on one or the other. Yeah, yeah. I mean, some people can, some people can't. I mean, some people, I think that if their jobs are pretty brainless jobs, it's easier to like data entry. I could do data entry and listen to podcasts for sure. Yeah, the podcast of how to not kill yourself. Yeah, right. Which is exactly what ours is. You know, actually, if you... If you call that that one eight hundred number, mm. um, they actually get they direct you to a series of resources, and one of them is our podcast. So yes, <laughs> yeah, you actually just call the number and it just starts one of our episodes. And Could then you imagine? It's just you've like got a shotgun in your mouth and you call the number and it's just like and it just goes hello, hello. everybody. <laughs> what the fuck is this? I feel like that might actually be effective because they'd be so confused, right? And for a couple a couple seconds they'd be like what I, this is the self help line and it's just us being like have you ever seen balls that are so big they look <laughs> like mangoes in water balloons and then the guy would just be like the, the guy has a shotgun in his mouth he's like oh, you know what i've seen balls that big just, he'd, he'd at least take the shotgun out of his mouth or like maybe i don't know well yeah it's probably the only one Dude, speaking crazy tangent turn, but speaking of of I guess killing yourself or someone doing that for you, mm. did you have you been following the the like the rich lawyer shit in South Carolina? So I didn't read that article that you sent that you sent me, but I saw a clip about it on Instagram and it was fucking banana. Like I never even expected it to be that banana land, and then it it's just bananas. got like banana kingdom. Yeah, it wasn't even banana Not land. It was like <laughs> banana, banana Great Britain. It was like yeah. banana imperialism of banana just taking republic. over. 
There we go. Oh, nice, nice, nice. Yeah. Yes. That's Which, pretty much what it was. A ban- I, I want to say Banana Republic was like, is a term applied to um, like the the way that they took over a country and to, to exploit it for one specific resource or something like that. Like, I'm pretty sure the actual phrase Banana Republic was like used about where the where the fuck are banana gro- where are they gro- where are bananas grown anyway? Uh, I thought somewhere in South America, like maybe Brazil. Brazil? I would. Yeah, I was guessing I, Brazil. I think Banana Republic is is refers to like a country whose entire economic survival is like dictated by one type of oh, like uh, one type of commodity. Commodity, yeah, yeah like yeah. a banana. So interesting name for Banana Republic. I guess they're, <laughs> I guess they're a. Uh, organization that exists on selling like overpriced clothing i guess that's how it applies to their business they're like we're a banana republic we can only uh, our jeans are pretty good and that's about it right I yeah i'm kind of surprised that they haven't gotten canceled yet if that's the case you think right. that, that would be a pretty big you know pretty easy layup yeah well the problem is all the angry white people who want to cancel like you know things like that shop at banana republic so they're just kind of flying under the radar right now unlike unlike a lot of the big fashion firms i love that like every couple months one of the big fe- high fashion companies does something that like everyone just goes oh that's just blatantly racist like it's not borderline it's like remember when they had that like hoodie or that shirt or whatever it just had like fucking sambo lips and like blackface on it and oh, everyone was like yeah. everyone was like um what yes <laughs> that was a while ago that was maybe like yeah. a couple of years ago or something but i do and everyone was just like wait do we do we need to say anything or can yeah, you just put like, that can you just take that away yeah, but that was like um, a Balenciaga or someone just that uh, got hit because they had racist sweatpants. Um, but I think now it's just not it's not even blatant racism. I think it's just like cultural appropriation or something like that. Anyway, all that to say that uh, Banana Land, Banana Republic is a great description of the of the legal case. And it seems like we're heading in a direction where we get one Banana Land story like this every week. Like this is this is to me this is this story is on the level of the Bishop Sycamore High School shit that happened like <laughs> last week. Like everyone's already over that. That happened like last week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's the same sort of thing. For those of you who don't know, there's like a there was a prominent lawyer in South Carolina who, like a couple months ago, his wife and his son were found murdered. And already you're kind of going like, oh, that's a little weird because they're like really well off, and he's like been connected his it's like a legacy family his family's been in politics or legal stuff in in south carolina for dec or for you know generations and then his wife and son get murdered and you're like what the fuck and then someone tried to murder the dad like last week and you're like what the fuck and they're like if he's dead then only his son will be the last surviving heir and you're like what the fuck's going on here and it turns out the dad had paid someone to kill him so that his last remaining son would get like a $10 million life insurance policy, which is insane, but also made me, makes you think like, okay, wait, why was he killing himself? Like he, he definitely felt remorse or guilt or something for the death of his wife and his other son. Like it makes you think like he must've been responsible for their death. And then long story short, you just dr- drill into this more and he's like, he had an opioid addiction and the guy who he hired to kill him, like he represented him for a, a drunk driving case or something. 
And it just goes deeper and deeper. And the further you get down the wormhole, you're just like, what the fuck? And oh, it's already on Netflix as a movie. Okay. Yeah, it's well, a very it's a very never ending situation from the the small sample size that I heard about. And apparently the kid that got killed with his mom, like, was on trial for a boating accident. Yeah, they like killed someone he, like, on a boat. Uh huh. <laughs> and then the other son that's the other not son like had a DUI accident. where he killed someone in a car. Well, they're talking about the, the other. Did? Yeah, right. It's like literally so hard to keep track. It's like ha, you're just speechless. <laughs> like the other son, the older son, apparently like may have had a secretly gay relationship, and this one kid that he maybe had a secret gay relationship with ended up like he got beat to death in 2018, and like the prime suspect was the other son. <laughs> Dude, it's it gives you some perspective on your imagine? life. Imagine, right? You're like, wow. At least my dad just didn't try to hire someone to kill himself so I could get life insurance. My question too is like, if you're that prominent, like is $10 million even that much money to you? Right. Like that's right. Which makes you think like, okay, he must've squandered like the family fortune on opium. Then if he, if he feels like he needs to leave his son a life insurance policy, that's what it makes you think. You're like, wait a minute, if he is rich, why does his son need the, and then, then you start thinking even more and more into it. And you're like, what the fuck? Dude, the funniest thing about it to me was like, <laughs> you hire a guy to shoot you in the fucking head <laughs> and he, you don't die. Like, if you're going to, how does that guy not double tap you? Like, the dude shot him in the head and then what? Like, just walked away? Like, saw <laughs> the body fall and was like, okay okay yeah. boss like he's literally like one of the sidekicks like that they make fun of in south park they're like yeah boss yeah shot him in the head boss i did a good job and then it's like he's he's it literally said in the article he got it grazed his head and he was still able to call 911. like how do you fuck up that bad i mean do we know for sure that he was trying that he hired this dude to kill him or what if the people the that's kiddos- what they said that's what they said the police said that what the fuck? Yeah, and the, and you know what's what's craziest to me besides the fact that he couldn't his hitman who he's friends with couldn't actually kill him correctly. It's like you got one job. It's like being a punter and not being able to punt. Okay, Ohio State, but, but also them them letting you punt. It's like yeah, okay, yeah, you can punt this ball yeah. as far as you want. We won't even go get it. Yeah, he literally like he stood in the middle of the street and turned around. He was like, "Do it," and the guy was like, "All right, sure thing, boss." And then fucking like what like shot just like would he sneeze when he was shooting yeah. the gun like oh shit. And then he, what, he only brought one bullet. He's like, idiot, you only grazed me. He's like, I only bought one bullet, boss. I don't know. You said you just needed to get shot once. <laughs> Fucking idiots. But um, the craziest thing to me is I think the youngest son is now going to become a hot female Instagram model. Because he's, well, actually, no. He would have. He would have if the dad died. If the dad died and he got $10 million, he would have had everything he needed to become a hot, rich Instagram model. It would have been very successful for him. Wait, would he have kept his gender or would he have changed genders? Nope. He just would have automatically became a hot, rich girl on Instagram. Mm, it's like a Pokemon uh, yep. evolution. Mm-hmm. Yep. Evolu- it's, what do they it's call like, it? Oh, your- you got money and your dad died and then he would just, he would have turned into like a beautiful supermodel overnight. It's like he would, go, he just goes into his cocoon and wakes yeah. up, goes to bed a man, a small boy and wakes up a 19 small year old fat Instagram ginger female boy. Yes, yeah. with a lot of acne. And then wakes up looking like Hannah Palmer or someone. I think that's mm. how it works, truthfully. It would honestly make a lot more sense than 
just that they're naturally occurring in society and that there's I that agree. many of them. I, I, it's hard to believe that. And apparently naturally occurring in Idaho, too. Yes, according. that is very true. There were literally everywhere I looked, there were hot girls left and right. It was in unbelievable. Idaho. I was in Idaho this is something, last weekend. Yeah, this is something that is perplexing me. Maybe if anyone, any of our listeners understand what's going on in Idaho and can shed some light on, like, you said Justin Bieber was there? I think it's just a hot celebrity town. It, it's kind of heating up, like, kind of, I understand it as like a West Yellowstone kind of area or an Aspen or a Tahoe kind of place. But uh, maybe without all the crowds, it hasn't. Is it like a new Austin without homeless people killing people? It's not. I don't understand it as like being a new Austin because it's not that big of a city. They're not moving. It's not like a hub. Yeah. Yeah. Right. They're not. This is like a vacation spot. Vacation for celebrities. Yeah. So they're just going there to have sex with children, probably. Most likely. Yeah. That's probably where all their their dungeons (laughs) of human trafficked little boys and girls are. Yes. And it would actually make a lot of sense. I mean, there's mountains that you could build probably very large. Like Epstein-level hideaways and shit up in there. I, I mean, nothing's, yeah, I mean, who's, nothing's off the who's table. Who's asking questions in, in Idaho? No. You know? No. Absolutely. They're just excited to have celebrities, which then vaults them right. even more into they can do anything status. Right. I mean, I mean, it, if that's, that's already the case in cities like Cleveland, so it definitely has to be the case in Idaho. Like, I'm, I'm convinced if... if um, What's his name from the Lexus commercials? That actor who's like, I'm from Austin, Texas. And I'm Matthew the... McConaughey? Matthew McConaughey. It's I was blanking on his name. They're Buick. Buick Whatever the fuck he's in now. Lincoln. Lincoln commercials. Ah, there they are. They are yeah. Lincoln. I don't even think uh, they're um, If he, I, I, I feel like if he came to Cleveland and just like murdered, shot, like just killed, let's say just like the mayor, just murdered our mayor. Mm, that's pretty bold. Okay. A lot of people do want the mayor dead. So that Frank might Jackson, actually... if he, if, if Matthew McConaughey murdered Frank Jackson, people would probably be like, well, I'm just happy to have a celebrity back in town. Well, you know, I think, I think if anybody probably murdered Frank Jackson, a lot of people would be like, True. well, I'm okay. just happy we, that we, somebody murdered Mark Frank Jackson. Let's just say like an 86 year old, like Korean war veteran at, there at, we go. There we at go. giant no. Eagle. If Matthew McConaughey just flattened that man with a Lincoln, mm. I feel like people in Cleveland would be like, well, well, it's Matthew McConaughey. We're just glad to have a celebrity in town. So imagine that extrapolate, extrapolate that out to Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. And they're like, Oh, Matthew McConaughey just built a, a sex dungeon for 13-year-olds here. And they'd just be like, well, I'm just glad to have a celebrity in town. He's good for the economy. Well, yeah. Will they be prospecting out here like the rest of us? I literally don't know what people are doing there. God, I wish that was the case. That would be amazing. <laughs> Can you imagine you went there and they were all still like, it was like a fucking old West Town. There's people literally panning for gold in the river. God, that, I mean, that's pretty much just the plot of Westworld is what yeah. you're describing. But man, that would be fucking awesome if that could be the case without the whole robots killing and fighting I mean, back. it sounds like it. It sounds like there's a bunch of hot chicks there, just like Westworld. People were there cowboy hats in Idaho. Is, is Idaho a cowboy hat place? No, it was not a cowboy hat place. No. Okay. It was a hot girl place. Um, hmm. I'm trying to think uh, what other kind of place it was. Uh, oh, oh. Uh, yeah, some people... Uh, how do I put this without putting it bluntly? Uh, pretty... <laughs> you I think I just have to put it bluntly. Uh, pretty racist. Pretty racist oh. also, uh, which was like... Yeah, oh, I mean, I believe Some things that. were being said at the bar by some people where I was like, what is going on? Well, here's the thing is... is I think some people don't realize is there's a couple different types of racism that I've I've understood to be true as a white person, which is like 
well, there's the deep South racism, which stems from us, like from white people being like, oh, we used to own slaves. So that's why we're racist. And then there's the like Midwestern coastal racism, which comes from people being like, when all the slave or when all the freed slaves move there, they're like, oh, yeah, uh, we're also poor white people. And now you're competing against us for the few jobs there are. And I'm an Irish immigrant, so I hate you. But then there's like the Montana, Idaho, like Wisconsin, uh, Nebraska style racism, which is just like, we didn't even know black people existed. (laughs) (laughs) Like we didn't even know, like there's literally no, there are no black people there. So then you go there, the, uh, you black, they, they just don't even know how to like have conversations about other races because it's literally like going to Finland. Like yes. there are no black people there. It's just white people, you know? Mm-hmm. And they're, yeah, they're in such shock to like see anything different than what they've been seeing yeah. for like uh, for eternity. Forever. And they're just like, uh, they're freaking out. Right. I can't even imagine, like I can't even imagine how bad the racism is up there because they're just like, what? Oh, who, what are you gonna cancel me? You gonna turn me into our neighbors? Are our neighbors gonna cancel me? Oh, what the six other guys who look just like me? Yeah, it's just it's gotta be. That's probably that's why all the celebrities are going up there. Oh, they, they all. They I all wanna, guess. Yeah, they all want a haven for themselves. Yeah, Jesus, I have no idea, but yeah, some some things were said that was just like, wow, that is surprising to come out of your mouth. Yeah, yeah, it's, to uh, no surprise, really, though. Yeah, but it's also one of those, that's a hard situation to could be in when people like go on like a racial tirade or something or they start dropping like, uh, you know, the bad word mm-hmm. is to just have to like sit there straight faced and be like, because listen, listen, activists who are listening to this podcast, I, kudos to you. You have a big heart, a big soul and bigger balls. I'm not, I'm not, if someone's talking to me and saying shit, I'm not going to be like, whoa, Ned, Ned, <laughs> do not. Do not listen. Listen. I'm not going to feel good about it. I'm going to toss and turn all night, but I'm not out here being like, all right, I'm taking a stand at this bar in Idaho. Because guess what? That's how you get the shit kicked out of you. That's true. That's how it happens. That's how it happens. You come in there and you start pretending like, uh, you know, if I were to come in there dressed like an Antifa person, the same thing would happen. You just got got to be smart about things. Okay. So uh, all of that to say that. I, it, I'm sure it happens a lot there, but I'm not going to put myself in harm's way. You know, it's like, um, why create any unnecessary uh, chance of harm to yourself? Because some person whose mind you're not going to change, by the way, is, uh, is telling a story that makes you unhappy and uncomfortable. You know, that's how I look at it, at least. There were also a lot of people uh, at the bars that definitely were looking for a fight, too. So that's uh, a recipe for disaster. And, oh, I mean, of course, is what you're saying. That's got to be one of, like, the state sports, I think, mm-hmm. in Idaho, right? Like, they probably wait for someone to come in there from out of town and accidentally call it, like, Iowa. <laughs> and then they beat the shit out of them. They're like, what you call this place? And then, they like, that's an excuse. There's, I mean, I'm willing to bet a ton of money that they're are more than 100 people in Idaho, period. And out of those people, I'd be willing to bet money that at least one of them has started a fight because someone accidentally referred to the state as Iowa. I'd say that's a safe bet. I'd say that's a safe bet. Uh, We had an encounter where a kid in a wheelchair was trying to fight with one of us. (laughs) Um, 
I believe we came. Was in it at, was it Texas Governor Greg Abbott? There's it was not. House up there. That would have re- I'm sure our listeners would actually encourage beating the shit out of that handicapped individual. Yeah, if it was. Uh, that's isn't another, that funny in itself? By the way, yeah, that like it's a very it's a very hot topic. Like, let's kill, not all right, not kill, but like the hatred of Greg Abbott is like, right. Like, hot imagine in the it's this is the type of of um like left politics that I really like is like. Imagine if you beat the shit out of someone in a wheelchair, you know, you would be crucified. Yeah. But then if that person happened to be Greg Abbott, you would be sanctified. Like you'd be knighted. You'd become like a, 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 a savior for the cause of, of liberal politics. <laughs> it's so funny. I mean, it's like it's hysterical. You just have to beat up the right handicapped person. And that's all we're ever talking about on the show when making jokes is we're not punching down. Every time we make a joke about a disabled person in a wheelchair, just imagine what we're imagining, which is that it's Greg Abbott. <laughs> and then all the jokes will be okay. That's how you are allowed to attack handicapped people is if you just imagine they're the bad or perceived to be bad handicapped people. Right, exactly. And that's always what we're talking about. And the problem with, you know, comes off bad because... You know, literally, when you're beating up someone in a wheelchair, you are punching down, literally. Literally, you have to punch down to hit them. But it's perceived bad because they're handicapped. But just imagine it's not, it's, it's Greg Abbott. He, he supersedes. There's like a rank, there's a rank and file to these things, you know? That's true. There's good and bad. There is good and bad. I'm, I'm, I'm like, um, digging dirt to fill in a hole we've already created it but i'm digging it out of like where i'm standing currently yes. so i'm just like <laughs> you're going to fill the like, one hole and then be in the other hole how did i dig up this so not that anyone's ever had a problem with anything we've ever said because no that requires having more than five hundred thousand listeners like we do currently that's very true that's very true yeah so we really have nothing to worry about but you had on that note you had something about like hitler related that you wanted to say I did. There was a very funny situation that I noticed driving my car the other day. There's a uh, dentist office called Goring Dental, and then like right Herman around, Goring, like Herman Goring, spelled the same way. And then right around the corner is Adolph's Barbershop. Stop! Swear to God, it's like on one side of the literally corner, Adolph's Barbershop. Literally Adolph's Barbershop. Does everyone I, come out of there with like a slicked over hairdo and like, <laughs> uh, like yeah, little they're, mustaches? They're coming out looking interesting. But Adolf's I thought that was hilarious. Shop. Yep. I don't think that they all went to Argentina. I think they all went to Austin, Texas and could opened up you small imagine, businesses. Could you imagine if Adolf Hitler and Hermann Goering went to Austin, Texas? And opened a dentistry and a barbershop. Here's the thing. They probably could have and no one there would have cared. Dude, that's one of the crazy things that I'm reading this other book right now uh, about like displaced people after World War II and just yeah. what the situation was uh, like across Europe and how it was handled and just like sprinkled all throughout. I'm only on like page one something, a hundred and something, I mean, and um, just sprinkled all over the place. It's just like this ter- this person did so-and-so and so-and-so and so-and-so, and then he was granted like repatriation in the United States or in like, Poland or in Germany. So you're talking about like a camp guard. To, oh yeah. You're talking about like a camp guard that like um, paid somebody off and they were like, oh, welcome to, well, that's German, I guess. 
They'd be like, hey, welcome to Canada. Hey, what? Hey, come live your life here. Yep. Canada's Nazi fuck. One. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Just. Oh, dude, I feel like Canadians let in so many Nazis. That's probably how they committed the genocide against like the indigenous school children that they did. Oh. Yeah. They probably just hired. A, what if they just hired a bunch of Nazis accidentally as teachers? And then like, you know, 60 years later, when they were like, how did all these kids die? It's That'd like, be a pretty great Netflix show, though. I well, maybe not great. I'll say interesting. Great, no revealing yeah, is a great. revealing. Telling would be better word than great, but yeah, right. Great is bad. Bad choice words. Bad choice words. You could almost see it happening. That's insane. Have you ever? How close are these places? Like, could you get your haircut at Adolf's right before your barbershop at Gert, one? They're, at they're a parking lot away. There's just a parking lot and maybe like a, a corner that has like a lawn in between the two. They're get right the around the fuck? corner from each other. Like they're just having. They probably have lunch together. Adolf's and Gory. Yeah. Have you ever gone in either of them? I have not. My old roommate used to get his hair cut at Adolf's, but that's all I know. What he did he? Was, did he have anything to say about it? Like other he said swords it was ridiculous, and ridiculously cheap. Up? He said cheap. it was super cheap. It was like $15. And yeah, it's probably because they've subsisted off of uh, all the, the treasures and gold that they pillaged from all the other countries. Exactly. They just have like priceless pieces of art all over the walls. It's like, wow, that's yeah. a real nice painting. What's wow. that? Uh, it is a uh, lasso. Yeah. A lasso. A, a la- instead of a casso. It's like, oh, it's a lasso. Oh, he's changing it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Got it. Actually, I don't even I- think... Picasso was he even making it? stuff no, in World he was War II? Making no. shit during the Monet. Who was maybe? a good artist before World War II? I we should I should Google that. See what the tons of them. Best. Oh, best it's the Michelangelo paintings. The it's Nazis a Donatello. It's a what's the rat's name? It's a it's a scar. Oh, they that took was... a Van Gogh, the painter on his way to work. Yeah, oh, Raphael I... portrait of a young man. Raphael, I think that's kind of famous. I think I was on this. I said Michelangelo. Maybe he just did sculpting. Donatello. Um, I mean, I, for the number of times I've been to Italy to not know any of these people's names is kind of sad. Um, is there a question? In between the barbershop and the dentist shop. Okay. What do you call it? A dentist office? Yeah, dentist office. Yeah. Is there like a... Hirohito sushi or something like that in between them. Oh my god, Jesus is there, any, is there anything wish. like that around there? There is not. Because then I would start to get really concerned. Yes, that's when you need to call the FBI. Yeah, the Hirohito. The, if there's yes. Hirohito sushi there, what's crazy about Emperor Hirohito is I think he just like they just let him be. I want to say. Well, I know, like, we murdered half their... Like, we bombed the shit out of them. But, like, I'm pretty sure he lived until, like, the 90s. Like, he was just like, yep, I'm I'm just going to still be the emperor. And then they just let him live. (laughs) I want to say that's what happened. Anyway, I think you should go to... I think you should try to hit both in one day and see if they, you know, like, invite you to a secret back room or something. Like, a guy just comes out of the back... A really old man just comes out of the back of the dentist's office and goes... Pavlik, yeah? What is your maiden name? And then you go, I don't know, uh, Von Wagner, Von, or whatever the fuck your yes. German maiden name is. That's it. Mm-hmm. Von Wagner Schmidt. And you then got they, go, it. they go, Von Wagner Schmidt. Oh, come, come with us. Come with us. And then they take you down to the, the Fourth Reich that they've built underground. Except imagine trying to establish the Fourth Reich in Austin. It would just be a bunch of loser German people playing like shitty cover music at bars and uh like all the old german music just being played by guys at like uh <laughs> bars on on whatever st- 
fifth what's this fucking street S- called there? Sixth Street. Sixth Street. Almost had it. You're close yeah, one like, off. This is this is uh this is a tune for the old country. And then it's like nah, 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 and then they're like, all right, thank you, um, Von Steuben. All right, next up we have someone covering Kenny Chesney. And it's just it would just be that's all the fourth Reich would be. Yeah. Shit like that. Yeah. I mean Super they built far. a lot of factories underground in like I don't know, forty three or whatever. So yeah, what would be that crazy. If they were in Austin, if the Fourth Reich was in Austin, what would they be manufacturing now? Cowboy um, boots. I was gonna say boots, uh um machines that can give you calf tattoos. Mm. Uh, uh hair dye that'll change the color of your hair. There we go. There we go. Just recruiting homeless people to fight for them. To fight for yeah, that cause. actually wouldn't be that bad of an idea. Yeah, to act crazier than they are. They're actually totally normal people. Yeah. See? And so when everyone gets angry at us for being like, hey, you guys need to stop punching down on homeless people, just imagine that the homeless people we're talking about are the ones that have been recruited for the Fourth Reich. So just see? Now you can't, now you understand the frame of reference that we have when we go into all this stuff. Now you get it. You got it? Mike, we got it. We got it. You, you. I, I'm looking at you right now. You have you have too many distractions up. You need to you need to minimize whatever it is. You're I got lost. At. I got lost. You got me on this Nazi kick, and I was looking at all the <laughs> stolen paintings that they had, and then I was just thinking oh. to myself, I was like, are these paintings even that cool or that nice? And I was like, ah, they're kind of they're kind of dull right now. And then one would pop up, and I was like, oh, okay, that's pretty sick. All right. Well, so um, I, I I'm back to looking at your beautiful face. So we're back to the show. Good, yeah. There was a movie about that. If you're interested, go watch that movie where they go get the paintings back. Isn't it like and its men? Yeah, it's. That movie I was got. Supposed to suck. It's supposed to be bad, and I I always get it confused with the other bad movie, like Men Who Stare at Goats, and I'm just like, oh, I I literally it's, they should have just made one movie, just Men Who Stare at Paintings, and it's just that's the whole movie is that they just stare at a painting and they go like, oh no, that's it. So those are those are the type of World War II movies that should have never been made, in my opinion. I thought the one with the men who stare at ghosts was about like the CIA experiments, something like that. But I think they came out around a similar time, so I just lumped them into one. It's the same shit. Yeah. Is George Clooney in both of them? Is that why? I, did? I don't know. I don't he even is. know. He is. Okay, he that's is. then that was that's why it happened. Okay, I feel like fine. George Clooney is just in a lot of movies, but only for like five minutes. And they're like, yeah. "Oh my god, he's an amazing actor." It's like he was in the movie for five minutes, and they're like, "Oh, but it's George Clooney." No, he's had, well, yeah, yeah. But he's had, yes. Mm-hmm. But also he's been in some movies for a long, like like Oceans, the Oceans movies and, you of know, course. whatever. So there's a couple that he's in big time. But yeah, a lot of them are just kind of, I mean, my favorite George Clooney movie is probably Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? Mm. I think that's probably my favorite. I'd say um, that's fair. But the, the best World War II thing he was in, in my opinion, was the, uh, um, the TV show version of Catch-22 that they did. Oh, is that good? I liked it. I liked it. It was just as weird and quirky as the as the book is, so I thought it was good, a good rendition of it. Pretty true to the source material. So I was like, oh, okay. And George Clooney's in it, you know, makes little cameos. I think he produced it, whatever it is, but that's neither uh, here nor there. Yeah. Um, so one thing I found out today is that I can't uh, donate blood anymore because I take hair loss pills. Shocker. Um, which apparently... I just never looked at the medical deferral list before uh, because it's been on there the whole time. And then for today, for whatever reason, I was just like, what medicines are you actually not supposed to take if you're donating blood? And then sure enough, finasteride was right on there. And I was like, oh, like, is it bad, bad? Or like, is it just a little bad? And then they were like, 
you have to wait a month after taking it before you can donate. And I was so like, it's oh, bad. well, I take it every day. So, hmm. and then I was looking it up, but I was like, okay, maybe it's just on the list, but they would still let me donate. And I looked it up. I was like, what's the deal? And then on their website, they were like, well, or on some medicine website, they were like, yeah. finasteride in blood, if donated to a pregnant mother who's giving birth to a son, could oh. cause serious birth effects oh. in the son. And so I was like, what? Huh. Wait, well, wait, wait, wait. Birth defects during If my labor? blood was donated to a pregnant mother. It's like a very But not but not during labor, this, not like oh, if, he, she needs she needs blood. No, She's I mean, I don't birth. I don't know. It'll I don't change know. the child that quickly? No, I don't think it's during labor. I was going to say, what no. is this fucking just morphing? Could you imagine he's like <laughs> Yeah, his, his, his one of his legs is already coming out yeah. and then all of a sudden it's just a fucking like a bird feather comes out of the neck as the next one a, a bird wing comes out. It's yeah. like, "Was there finasteride in the blood? Was there finasteride? Oh my god." Um but yeah, apparently, apparently, and it's it's such a if this, if this, if this, if this all happens situation, mm-hmm. then it would be bad. But I understand so, they're trying to be better safe than sorry. But like, can't they just put a sticker on my blood that says like, "Hey, don't use on ma- on baby mamas." Like if they just did that, I don't think that's that, how medicine works. I don't think there's. I think it should be how medicine works because I want my goddamn fucking. T-shirts from the Red Cross. I want my free Cheez-Its. I want to keep giving blood. They're always hitting me up. They're like, we have a severe shortage. And now I have to be like, well, I'm sorry, but I choose keeping my own hair alive over keeping people alive. I'm sorry. You made me make that decision. I didn't make that decision. You did. At least you're putting the right one as the more important one. That's going to make you feel pretty If good. I stopped taking them, I would go bald, and then I would probably go insane and kill 200 people. That's a good point. Is this over-the-counter? No, this is prescription. Wow. Who do you go to for a prescription? There's a million online. Actually, the sponsor of today's episode, funny you bring it up, Mike, ah. is Hims for Hims.com. No, I'm just kidding. They do I was going to say, is it really? When did we get this no, email? No, no. They make hair pills and boner pills. Um, so I feel like if we're getting sponsored cause, by Hims, we're, we're doing pretty well. We'd be doing pretty well. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, yeah. And there's a million online companies now that you can get hair and boner pills from without having to go to a doctor. And you just have to like send them pictures of your hair, and then some but, dude in like California goes like, "Yeah, that does look pretty shitty." <laughs> isn't that what over the counter means? No. Oh wait, no, no. I'm pretty I sure thought, over the counter is just like you just go to the store and you buy it. Isn't that the same as just ordering it no. offline? No, because you have to get a prescription. The doctor, the doctor. Oh writes you a prescription technically online writes you a prescription oh. air quotes and then okay. gives it to the pharmacy company which is like hymns air quotes around all of this and then their totally legitimate hymns sends you the hair pills so mm. that's how it works um and then like every yeah. maybe year or something they'll be like hey send us more pictures of your hair and i mean you could send them a fucking lion's mane i guarantee these doctors would be like um yep it does look like you have some male pattern balding i think you should get some medicine yeah man i i can't imagine how anything like a national pill addiction could ever happen in this country it makes no sense how could that ever occur right if only i could order my fentanyl through an online doctor oh if only your doctor would over prescribe you by 900 pills for a month I know that would be something else. Gosh, that would would be terrible. Can you imagine what that would do to our country? Oh, good thing that hasn't happened. Yeah. Good thing Americans aren't addicted to taking pills. 
but so yeah, I, I couldn't, I can't donate blood anymore, which I'm bummed about because that was like literally the only way I give back. Literally, like I was like, great. Now do I have to start working at a fucking soup kitchen? Mm. I was like, okay, great, awesome. Just because I can't, I was like, here's my good deed for the for six months or however long it is between my donations. Life. Yeah, I donate a lot of blood, and now I'm like, well, I could just not tell them I'm on the medicine and risk deforming a baby. Or I could just stop donating. So I decided to do the right thing and lie about taking medicine so I could get free Cheez-Its. I feel yes. like if you, would have, if you would have lied every deformed baby that you met, you would think in the back of your head, did I do this to this baby? Every deformed person. I was yep. going to think, yeah, that, I, I was thinking it would be more of like a my name is Earl situation uh, where, where they would come back and into my life somehow and I... Maybe I don't understand the concept. My name is Earl. I would more His assume that they would all try to kill me at some concept? point. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Something like that, I think. Um, but I realized also when I was going through doing my rapid pass for the Red Cross is it's hilarious. They can't explicitly ask you if you're gay. I don't know if that's actually a rule. Oh, but for like giving blood? Yeah, but like they can't. I, I don't think they can ask you like, hey, are you gay? But then there's literally a section for men of like five questions that are like this. They're like, uh, have you ever had HIV or AIDS? And you're like, uh, no. And they're like, okay, but have you ever taken medication for HIV or AIDS? And you're like, no, where is this going? And they're like, have you ever exchanged sex for drugs or money? And you're like, no, what are you what are you suggesting? And then they just go, have you ever had sex with men? And you're like, what? And, and then they're like, oh. have you ever had sex with Yeah, and they just keep going. Like, I was expecting them to be like, have you ever tasted semen? Have you ever had a penis in your mouth? Because like they they'll literally ask you every question, but they can't just be like, Are you gay? Because we don't want gay blood, is literally is actually what they're getting at. Like, you can't really donate blood if you're gay. It's actually pretty wild. Do they not want that to happen because of HIV, or is there like but no, because they watched that family episode, so they think that gay people's blood is deadly corrosive acid. Ah, oh, I actually don't remember that episode, but I, I mean, to be completely honest, that sounds <laughs> like a pretty good one. They stick a needle on the guy, and they're like, it's like an old 1950s health movie, and they're oh like, if instead of blood, you find a deadly corrosive acid, you've got a gay. Oh um, my god. But yeah, I think it's probably related to the whole um, AIDS uh, epidemic that... Uh, happened and now you like yeah you pretty much can't give uh blood if you're gay and sexually active so i can finally sympathize with the gay cause so i am an ally i am i just ordered a pride flag off of amazon because i support small business and i now understand the movie harvey milk yes a lot more sense yes it's a good movie though Good movie. Uh, I also expect you to be uh, wearing a lot of makeup and bedazzle your face for the gay pride parade. I am going to look like a slightly heavier James Charles. Mm, I don't know. And oh, well, uh, I am going to call myself Charles James. Okay. And I will be the number one influencer for men's uh, face makeup in three years. And you know why? Then when, when I'm on ABC in the mor- good morning, uh, good morning America for The View with friends, when I'm on that show, I'm going to be like, they're going to be like, well, tell us about your journey. And I'm going to go, 
Well, it all started when I couldn't get free Cheez-Its from the Red Cross anymore. Because <laughs> I, I said, wanted this my is hair. Wrong. <laughs> because I wanted my hair. So I put my foot down and now I'm a gay makeup influencer with luscious hair and 500 people have died who would have otherwise been saved by my blood donation. All so I'm able to give blood. Oh, still not allowed to give blood. Oh, right, 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 right. Still not allowed. Yeah. So anyone listening, think about that. If, uh, if, if you're considering hair pills, because if you, like me, if the only good thing you do for the world is donate blood, then you're going to be left in a creek without a paddle going, what do, what do I have to do? Review Wikipedia entries now? Is that my good karma now? Mm. What do I got to do? I got to go. Do I got to go? Do I got to go? You do the basket thing at church? Do I got to oh. go prod people awake with a basket and go, hey, Jesus needs more money? Do I got to yeah, do that? Say, those people shouldn't be considered as like those are just ushers. That's do I, ushers. Do I special. need to? Uh, do I need to hold doors open for women who will then tell me that I I should be ashamed of myself for doing mm. that because it's stop looking at their tits. sexist. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Don't look. Should I? Should I? What should be my good deed? Should I wear a dress that says "Tax the Rich" on it in the back? Mm. Mm. Maybe I'll just do that. Maybe that, that actually, help. actually, I think that'll be, I'll do that. Let me that do would that. help quite a bit. Yeah. Let me do that. So you had a, you had a, now that it's officially spooky season. Mm, yes. You had a segment that you wanted to introduce. So I will introduce you introducing this segment. Me introducing, you introducing me introducing this segment. Okay. Hello. Welcome to Good Morning America. Michael Pavlik is here and he's got something that should cheer us up a little bit. Michael. Hi, everybody. I'm Michael Pavlik from Wiscosia, Nebraska. Uh, my favorite holiday is Halloween. Ooh. And my idea is a segment called Almost Always Scary. Almost Always Scary. Okay, what, is, what does that mean? Uh, it's the things that are almost always scary but sometimes in some scenarios aren't that scary, but you've got to ignore those things and just remember that they're almost always scary. It's like okay, like you looking scary. in the mirror. Yeah, right. Like when I first wake up before I brush my teeth, that's scary. <laughs> I played it the wrong way. I almost did almost always not scary. See, you've got me confused now, Barbara. Bush of the <laughs> yeah, view. It's me, Barbara Bush. Hello, of the view. I, you resurrected yourself. <clears throat> That's great. Is she dead? She's dead. Good. The okay, other so what... host of Good Morning America. I think her name's. I am. I am not even going to try to guess it because it is a name that is Jose Cuervo. No, I thought he hosted. I, Good Morning. People America. know the other host, and I. Ju- I just don't know her name. I ju- <laughs> I Jenna Bush Jose is the Cuervo. one. The only reason I know that is because I read her book. Wait, there's the a literal Bush on yes. Good Morning America. That's correct. She like one of the Morning Bushes. America. Yes, the daughter of George. What w. the fuck kind of world are we living in? Okay. Anyway. Okay. So, so give us an example of something that's almost always scary. So I couldn't sleep last night. Um, I took a nap in the middle of the day, which uh, almost always fucks me up. Mm-hmm. And uh, my mind was just absolutely racing in the worst possible way. So I came up with the idea of things that are almost always scary. And also, I've just been like really 
into spooky season lately, like wanting yeah. to really get very Halloweeny. But I you think should I have do signed up every year. They were going to pay someone uh, thirteen hundred dollars to watch thirteen horror movies in a in a week. Do you see that? Uh, I did not, but I don't really like horror movies. Is the problem? I get very scared easily. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so I, uh, what is what I'm? You said you're in the mood for spooky season. What what does that mean to you then? Uh, the fun part of Halloween, the part of Halloween where you don't have to feel like you're giving yourself a heart attack. So like, I really like. Okay, this is gonna be bad. I really like like Halloween decorations. Like Halloween decorations are very fun. You get okay. like the whole vibe of Halloween. You get the mummies out. You get Frankenstein out. You get the skeletons out. You get the witches out. The jack o' lantern. That's a blast, and it's very no. Fun I agree. To, like, I love homes that. And, yeah. and rooms. Um, and then, like, I haven't, man, I haven't cut in a jack-o'-lantern in so long. That's always fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, Halloween parties are always fun. Dressing up's always fun. The mm-hmm. Halloween candy is always fun. I just feel like I haven't actually had a real exciting Halloween in a while. Well, it's because you live in Texas, this... yeah, and yeah, people true. dress up in costumes and put gourds and p- vegetables around <sighs> all the time, regardless. Dude, you know what I love too is uh, corn mazes. Holy shit. Like, not the scary ones. Again, another like, thing you can find anywhere in Austin at any time. I know. But <laughs> that's the problem is you've been same. living in Halloween Town for five years. <laughs> that's true. That's true. That's true. You're not wrong. No, but well, you, should, you should find, yeah, do some Halloween stuff. It's a ton of fun. Yeah. And I feel like I'm finally like getting the urge early. I feel like that you need to get the urge at like September 1st. Yeah. To really get it. it's like Labor Day is kind of the time to go ahead and flip over to the Halloween term. So my segment almost always scary. The idea that I had of things that are almost always scary was toys that have human abilities, human qualities. So I just thought toys? of like, okay, what, like what, evil toys kind of. Uh, so it's say if you had a toy in your hand or you're like playing with it and then you went ahead and looked down at it and the toy turned and like winked its eye at you or did did something so evil like the scene from toy story when sid is holding woody right and woody woody's head turns around and he's like us toys will do or or see everything is that what you're talking about yeah precisely but then i also thought about it and i was like oh wait shit my point is kind of invalidated because of Toy Story. Because Toy Story is kind of like, oh, look at all these toys. They're so fun and nice and cool. And I'm like, ah, well, toys are kind of... Toys that are alive are almost always scary. Except for Toy Story, where they're not scary. Well, you know, any toy that's actually alive would be terrifying. Yeah. Yes, that would be very terrifying. So when, like, what else do you, was on your list of what? Uh, nothing, nothing, nothing. What else was on your list of almost always scary? Because I, I might be able to come up with a couple. I only, I only had, I only had toys that come alive. Okay. Because then I just wanted to go back to bed, so I woke up and texted that to you, and then I was like, okay, I had to try to go to bed again. Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! What about um, what about basements? Oh man, I used to fucking hate basements or just the dark. I was kind of scared of the dark. I feel like basements are always almost scary. Wait, wait, what is it? What's it called again? Almost, almost always scary. Almost always scary. Uh huh. Yeah, even in furnished basements, like if the lights are off, you know, it's still like it's still a basement, right? I feel or like if basements. You're, if are, you're alone in basements, being alone in basements are pretty spooky. Yeah, yeah. I would say basements are almost always scary. That's a good um, one. Ooh, uh, blacking out. 
with a with when you're like in the middle of conversations with you know people you're talking to or uh blacking out or blacking in <laughs> maybe what's almost always scary is waking up the day after blacking out and being like oh no what did i like text people or what, what did, did I, do? I do what did i do yeah, yeah that's a that's, that's a scary thing for adults yeah that's pretty much the worst i feel like i've been having that happen to me for about 12 years 15 years yeah that sounds about right yeah. Um, but it is also a very good feeling when almost a hard feeling to accept when you realize that you actually didn't do anything bad and like you go through your text yeah. and you're like, wow, I didn't say anything bad. And then you like ask other people like, oh, how, how was I? And you're like, they're like, oh, you're fine. Yeah. That's when you, that's called a problem. <laughs> nah, that's a good point. <laughs> Cause good that point. means even you, the first couple of times you black out, you like, you know, you break down into someone's house, you fall asleep, you eat someone's food, you do all this stuff. And you're like, whoa blacked out me is a mess and now it's just like you've done it so many times that you've, it's been trained yeah they the call alter ego has been trained yeah right so it is scary i think it's even more scarier now when you wake up after blacking out and you're like what happened and they're like well you did throw up but that was about the worst of it and you're like yeah. oh that's kind of scary that i don't remember five hours of things but i was still in such control that all i did was black that all i did was throw up so, or it happens and they're just like, oh, yeah, no, nothing really happened. It was a pretty low-key night. We just like right. hung out and then everybody And you were home. a zombie for like, a oh. quarter of it. Yeah, you're, you're like, like, oh, Jesus. yeah, that was pretty low-key. And you're like, uh, things got a little hazy there for me for a second. Yeah, yeah. Um, I would say anytime you get a paragraph texted to you, you're a bi- I feel like you're a big paragraph I texter. I a big paragraph texter. I've kind of been very turned off by texting lately, though. I've been pretty overwhelmed by texting. Yeah, just like I really noticed, to get you into don't like... respond on your phone to anyone. Well, with that was for a, I every year with Turkapalooza that always happens. Hi, hello, that's a scary guy. Do you ever try to learn ventriloquist? Uh, yeah, I was a I got a ventriloquist doll in middle school, and mm. um, now everything should make sense to a lot of people. Yes, that, that explains it all. Uh, but I, I, no, every year with Circuit Blues, I always go off the grid. And then this, it would have probably been more of the same. Really, I don't tax a lot when I'm violently hungover. Mm. I just don't. So I don't do much of anything. Yeah. Uh, but nah, dude. Oh, God. Just like text conversations are so, they just feel like a job. Almost always scary. How about- I would say credit card bills. Almost always scary. No, I keep those in check. Mm. for now yeah i could see them being almost always scary for a lot of people though yeah yeah um oh food ordering food delivery wow. i don't know how scary are we talking here because <laughs> to me whenever i order food delivery i'm like man this could really fucking suck and i just paid 30 dollars for this doordash thing that's why i never get food like delivery. everything could be terrible and it almost always and it is. usually always is yes that's- which is why it's almost always scary because you're like, why? What fit seized me where I thought that paying thirty five dollars for Uber Eats Indian food was a good idea? Yeah, why am I doing this again? Yeah, but people love the convenience. I was trying to say it the other day how I never get Uber Eats or anything like that, and they were my buddy was pounding the table about, oh, it's so convenient, it saves me so much time, and then I thought about it and I was like, I waste a lot of time either preparing food or going to get food. Yeah. You know, trade-offs, trade-offs, and some people uh, just, you know, also stink at cooking. So, yeah, like, oh, it um, saves me a lot of time, and you're like, whoa, and also you can't cook. 
you yeah. can't you stink at cooking people so yeah. i understand it makes sense for you i feel like it's kind of hard to get good at cooking when you're living when you live alone i feel what? like you really start getting good at cooking when you're cooking for other people uh maybe if you're cooking with other people it makes it easier but no i think uh you know, like four other people, like from a portion perspective, like if you're cooking for a spouse and Oh, who and gives a kids? shit? I mean, you, just, you make it, le- you eat leftovers. You make a bunch of stuff, you eat leftovers. Like, you know. Maybe I just who- stink at cooking. I'm starting to think that I stink at cooking. Like, I well, really you make enjoy a bu- cooking. You cook a lot and you like yeah, cooking. Right. But I think I, I don't know. I feel like so many recipes kind of. Well, does it taste good? Can you, I can think you it complete does. the recipe? Yeah, I can complete the recipe. A lot of the recipes I'm usually like changing and just being like, ah, eh, I got something kind of like that in the fridge and then I'll add that. Yeah, that's called yeah. cooking. Yeah, I guess that's true. As long know, as it I, tastes good, had... I mean, who gives a shit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think I would need more other people to have my food to really know. Like, yeah, probably. The, the true cooking. And it, I mean, it's also, it's also easier to justify cooking things if more people are eating them because you, then you're not like, oh, I'm making, you know, a massive casserole that I've wanted to try for myself. You know, it's easier true. to justify it through. But hey, whatever, you know, it's. Uh, it's neither here nor there. Okay. Uh, uh, real I, quick, real quick, not to get on this subject again, but I do have to go ahead and mention it. Uh, I realized that I was looking for the spinach souffle in the wrong part of the grocery store. Oh, my And God. I actually found it a couple days. Oh, so, so I have. It exists. It does exist. It is in stock. It was in the frozen vegetable section, not the frozen food section. Uh, so it wasn't with like the meatloafs and the mac and cheeses. It was with like the, the angry vegetables. green giants and the yeah bags of frozen vegetable. So I've got four spinach souffles and the that is a reunion story that everyone needs to hear. Everyone yes. that should become its own Netflix miniseries. Yes, yes. yes. The spinach souffle chronicles. So good. So I'm very excited to have them again. Nice little snack. Okay. Well, that just took this, this, the wind out of my sails. So oh well, that's too bad. Almost. Uh, do we have anything else that's almost always scary, or should we come back next week and and add more things to it? Because uh, it is a segment, right? You, did you want it to be a recurring segment, or did you? Just I want was us thinking. To talk yeah, well, about you it? never know. I, I'm trying to think of a request that I got from some other people that I was talking to is that we need to work in segments. So it was a segment idea that I had that maybe you know you think of things that are almost always scary. Remember, uh, we had ideas for segments before, but the problem is I just don't remember what they were. Hmm. Did you do any Instagram polls recently? I think I did one when I was so drunk at the Outer Banks, and I don't remember what it was. It might have been a really stupid regular one. I also got a little nervous that I did like a controversial one. Like, are you left-handed or right? Yeah, it's legitimately. <laughs> oh yeah, I did do that. One. Oh yeah, <laughs> I did once. That was uh, is a goatee a good look? Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah, what was the yeah, result yeah. of that one? I'm trying to see. I don't know. Can I not see? Just click share result. Everyone, if anyone's still listening to this, anyone. I know. Good, good for you. I can't I see. I got to take this hat off. This hat's so tiny, it's hurting my head. Oh, that's the worst. When hats don't fit, that sucks so much. I just had it on the wrong setting. I can't. <laughs> the wrong setting. That makes it sound like. It was too small. I had to adjust the Velcro. No, right, um, I can't find out what the friggin' results are with this thing. I'm okay, so well, technology incompetent. Um, do you have anything? I mean, I can't think of anything else. Uh, almost always scary. Uh, do you have anything else? Um, 
Venmo me money so I can buy the new Lego Batman Batmobile. Mm-hmm. Um, if you have any topic suggestions for us, you can email them to hangingshavs at gmail.com. And uh, make sure you go comment on Mike's most recent Instagram post saying, and I quote, I hope you win the Traeger Grill. Yes, yes. Get me to win the Traeger Grill. Uh, we also have a new uh, one this week that is called Should Mike Sell His Gray Couches That He Picked Out of the Garbage? That's a, that's a, that's a, <laughs> that's a poll? What, that's a segment? What that's is that? A, that's a segment. That's a, that's a, it's a thing. If I get an audience member that answers that question, that listens to this podcast all the way through to this point, and gives me an answer of yes or no, I'll Venmo them $5. Why don't you put them on your Instagram story and do a poll saying, should I keep this or get rid of it? I don't know. I don't know. That seems seems like a lot of work. It lo- it'd be done in two seconds. What are you actually afraid of? The fact that you don't want people to know that you have garbage pick couches, is that it? So it's a little bit of an interesting situation. So these <clears throat> these Couches were let out by our old next door neighbor, and I picked them up probably within the hour that they put them out there. And they were perfectly good, but they were also by our neighbor, and they said that, that nothing was wrong with them. So I just took them, and then now I have them here, and they're kind of nice, but they also take up a lot of room. Okay. And they're kind of just used for storage. What do you mean they're I used live in a for garage. storage? I just have a bunch of shit on them. So you can't even sit on them? I would have to move the shit. I have another couch that is used for sitting. Is where I sit. That's my nice couch. Okay, so these are these. Are, when did you acquire these couches? Uh, man, like four months ago. They used to be in my old house, but then I moved them into my new garage I live in, and that's where they're sitting now. But they're kind of taking up a lot of room. But then I'm trying to think, what would I do with the room if I got more room? Because then it would just be the back garage door. Okay. Uh, I vote get rid of them. And if you have a vote, uh, send it to Mike on Instagram. Uh, um, I I I got nothing. I got it. what yeah, what's going yeah. what's going uh, tax on? Tax the rich. Tax tax the rich. Tax right? the rich and um and uh, Carpe rest diem. In, rest in peace, Norm Macdonald. Yeah, I I remember hating him, but then I saw all these like in memoriams of all the funny shit that he did, and I was like, damn, he was really funny. I feel yeah. like I just remember I remember hating him because of that KFC commercial he did. I yeah, I and then he yeah, KFC yeah. Commercial. I uh I'm gonna be honest, I was not a huge Norm McDonald fan, but with that being said, I can appreciate and understand his contribution to comedy. And he had a voice that was very unique and unlike a lot of other voices in comedy. And like he had you a delivery. Said, I've, I've since exactly I've since watched a lot of his stuff that I found funny. But he wasn't like, you know, everyone has the people that they watch or listen to or whatever growing up that are super influential on them. All I'm saying is he was not that guy for me, but mm-hmm. I understand his impact and it is a big loss. And now we just have a bunch more dime a dozen comedians like me. All right. Well, thank you for listening, everyone. Um, again, if you have any suggestions, feel free to email hangingshavs at gmail.com and uh, let Mike know if he should keep his couch. All right. Yeah. Bye-bye. Bye-bye now.